we made a we made a makeshift office in our room so we could uh um a makeshift office in our room so we could do zoom conferences and things like that you also see the cool little graphics i got at the bottom i don't know if you can see it oh all right um it says we're live the last 30 seconds so um i'm hoping someone can type something in to let me know that we're live oh, all right great then we'll start right now um so uh hey skaters out there it's coach Blick again uh from views from the bench uh this is a segment we're gonna be doing every monday wednesday and friday at noon where we're going to be bringing in um, some coaches, some of them are youth, some of them are college, and we're going to be asking them questions about uh, their coaching, how they got into coaching, what their favorite thing about coaching is and stuff like that. A lot of good information to take away, so we hope you guys can uh, gain something from it while we're at home right now. But today's guest, we have Jamie Fredrickson, formerly Jamie Kivy, um, married to another Marion University coach. Uh, how you doing, Jamie? Good. We've had a lot of people texting in and emailing in questions for you, so it might be a might be a little a long one here. But uh, the biggest thing people want to know is tell us about your playing career, where you grew up, what was it like, where'd you play college. And then when I hit the high school age, I made the decision of, hey, what do I want to do? And I decided to um, jump to AAA girls hockey. So my four years of high school were dedicated to triple AAA hockey going from, you can't hear me. They can't hear me. Really? My sound guy says they can't hear me. Hmm. Can you hear me now? They can hear me now. Okay. Do you want to... One yeah. second. Did you hear? Did you hear Blick from the start? Oh, they heard you. They just couldn't hear me. So, oh, guys. All right, so we'll start over again. Minutes. So, uh, Jamie, uh, how about you tell us about your playing career, how it started, um, where you played, your college career, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I grew up playing boys boys hockey all the way through middle school, and um, that was a great experience. And then once I hit high school, I had to figure out what do I really want to do. Um, and I decided to go to the AAA route from freshman through senior year, um, AAA girls hockey. And I was living in Green Bay, um, grew up there, and the only AAA program I had an opportunity to play with was the Wisconsin Wild down in Milwaukee. So um, made the commute two hours for practice, um, two, sometimes three times a week, and then our games were all over um, the U.S., and then um, it, that was a great experience, played against some of the best uh, girls hockey um, players in the game. And then once I got into the college level, I was like, I knew I wanted to do something different. So I looked at schools out east um, and I went the Division three route and I played at Elmira College, which is a small school in upstate New York. Um, program was awesome there and was fortunate enough to play in three Frozen Fours uh, my sophomore, junior, and senior year, and never won it, um, but my junior year, we did play in the national championship game, lost in overtime, and while I was there, fortunate enough to be an All-American twice my junior and senior year, and then my final year, I was up for the Division Three Player of the Year, so um, couldn't have been there without my teammates, but 
again, it was a great experience. And then after playing, I went straight into uh, coaching. Awesome. You said you played, um, you went to girls, the AAA route. Uh, did you play boys hockey prior to that? Yep. I played boys hockey all the way through eighth grade. What made you switch from girls to boys? There weren't many opportunities. So mm-hmm. really I was starting, the guys were getting bigger and stronger and um, I was going back and forth and then girls hockey was really starting to take off and um, a few opportunities came about and central district um, going through those tryouts and evals um, started getting some rumblings and interest of like, Hey, would you want to try out and tried out for the capitals? Didn't make that. And then, um, the Wisconsin wild went for the tryout there and landed a spot on that team. Awesome. Awesome. So then you said after your career ended playing, you jumped right into coaching. What made you want to get into coaching? Uh, it kind of fell on my lap growing up. And even through college, I never even thought about coaching. And then once I finished and graduated in June, honestly, St. Norbert, which is literally 10 minutes from my parents' house, um, they were starting their women's program uh, the same time I was finishing up. And I worked hockey camps with the coach. Um, he came, he was coaching at Dartmouth at the time, and then he came over to St. Norbert to start that program up. So we had some connections there, and he gave me a shout one day, and he was like, hey, Jamie, have you ever thought about coaching college hockey? And I'm like, not really, but I don't have anything lined up. Um, we met, and then literally within probably four hours, I took the job, and I was like, I haven't looked back since. Awesome. Awesome. Um, now, you've been coaching for how long? Uh, year 10. Wow. What is it? What is year- something that keeps you keeps you going? What do you enjoy most about it? Honestly, it's the relationships. Um, at first, it was awesome being able to travel, stick to um, being on the ice every single day. So it was like, oh, I went from playing to now coaching and I just never really left the bubble, the bubble of hockey. Um, but now that I'm kind of on deeper into my coaching career, it's the relationships, um, being able to connect with the my players now alumni um being able to hear from them and honestly for me it's also seeing them develop over the course of the year so when they come in and then by the time once we progress through the season just seeing how they're picking up different things that we're teaching and to see them develop so um that's been awesome just to see their improvements there and then for me i've been able to coach players from all over the world um, I've had players from Sweden and Finland and Denmark and Canada and the U.S. So um, it's kind of it's been a neat experience just to um, I've also learned from them, too, which is yep. awesome. awesome. Um, this, this is one of the questions that came in uh, for your playing career and kind of going where you're at with the coaching. What coach influenced you the most? I don't think I've actually had one that really jumps out, um, especially my high school through my collegiate career. I've had five coaches at the high school level, five at the collegiate level, um, and good or bad, I've picked up something from all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but seriously, it's through as you as you go through your playing experience, you're going to have multiple coaches, and a lot of it comes back to the relationships and how well you connect. Some of them were phenomenal hockey players, not the best coaches. Some of them may not have been the best players, but were some of the best coaches. Um, So honestly, I had um, 
I could I couldn't really say one. Okay. Um, um, so in terms of youth hockey, when when you were playing as a kid to where you where you see youth hockey right now and players coming up through through Marion, um, what is the probably the biggest difference in the game that you've seen? First, I'd say the number of opportunities um, has gone up. Um, the game's grown, which is awesome, and I think a large part would be like with NHL and the exposure there. Men too on the women's side with the national team. I mean, starting out in '98, winning the gold, and now that program. But um, from a youth level, honestly, the kids are getting bigger, faster, and stronger. Um, the game's changed completely, even since when I was playing. Um, so I don't know if I could do what I did um, <laughs> now. I see the kids playing now, and it's I especially at the Marion men's level. And I, 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 there's, there's no way I could do what we did back in the, and it's just, it's insane how, how fast and big and strong they are now. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I got out when I did, (laughs) (laughs) but no, it's awesome to see how skilled the players are at such a young age. And I think a lot of it too, and I'm going into the USA hockey talk, but the ADM stuff and doing the skills based practices that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's unbelievable to see the skill level at such a, uh, such a young age right now. Yeah. Um, now going off your practices, what are the first five minutes of your practices look like? Like the first drills or everything for me is a progression. Um, so honestly, the first five minutes, I don't do any, any static stretching. I think that should be done before the players even hit the ice. Um, we jump right into it, and we always start off, usually it's a warm-up, whether it's over speed skating, whether it's just uh, getting pucks on net for the goalies to feel it or passing. Um, then we get into some skill work and then systematic and finish out with small area games. But the first five minutes is just kind of getting your heart rate um, moving and getting your legs and hands warmed up. Yeah, ice time's at a premium now, and that's – Good to hear you say that you just jump right into things. Um, what are the last five minutes of your practice look like? Typically, it's small area games. Mm-hmm. So, again, I talk about the progression through practice um, where when we talk about some of the system stuff and what we want to see as a team, then it's like, okay, that might do take a small part, but then we get into games. And that's getting the competitiveness up. Sometimes it's one-on-one stuff. Sometimes it's odd man situations. Um, sometimes it's race against the clock, but again, trying to get game simulation into practice, but have to make it fun to compete. Um, this question came in for you. If you were to have only one thing and one thing only on the ice, meaning like a clipboard or cones, uh, what is the one thing as a coach you can't live without? Practice plan. Practice plan. How much time do you spend, uh, developing that practice plan? I am a little OCD. I can spend any uh, close to an hour to two hours every single day putting a practice plan together. And it's detailed to the minute. What are the specific skills, things that we want to get out of each drill? Um, Honestly, practice plan. And I think we talk about being efficient. And we only have 90 minutes on the ice. And I know with youth teams, sometimes at 60 minutes, it's getting in and out and making sure we're utilizing every single minute we have on the ice. And less time at the board, the better. So practice plan for me. Awesome. Awesome. Um, now, this one's a little bit, uh, this one's a, it might be a tough one, but 
Um, one of the one of the people asked, uh, due to the COVID nineteen situation, uh, and it's hurt a lot of players or made players feel like they or think that they've missed out on an opportunity to be scouted or be seen at the junior or, or college level. Um, what advice do you have for them right now due to the situation we're in about even potentially playing college in right now? You know, this is unique. I've never seen anything like this. Everything is canceled. It's canceled this month, next month, through the summer. Um, but everything's still continuing to go on when it comes to the recruiting side. So the nice thing is technology. Honestly, um, there are players that are probably bummed out that, hey, my evaluation or my tryout or my camp is canceled and I know coaches were going to be there. Well, guess what? You have to adapt to it. So um, upload games. Mm -hmm. The best thing is YouTube. And it's not even – don't even worry about clipping your shifts or just your highlights. No, no, no. Just upload a full game online, and if you don't have access to it, sometimes your opponents have done it, and you can take a quick Google search, hey, I played this team on this date, or, and you can find film of yourself. Um, but the most important thing is once you have the film, you need to make sure you're um, reaching out to the coaches. Mm-hmm. There are only a handful of coaches. For me on my staff, there's one if not two of us, and there's hundreds of thousands of hockey players, how do you get on our radar? It's easiest when, hey, this player reaches out to me, hey, I'm interested in your program, know the program name, um, but do your research a little bit, say who you are, where you're from, what number you are, include a YouTube link of video, but it's just creating a dialogue. So honestly, there is a lot you can do during this time, and it can be done for zero money. Awesome. Thanks for answering that. Um, we have three last questions. And it's all it's all uh, surrounds advice for. Um, but do you have any advice for new youth hockey coaches out there? Um, yep. Be prepared. So again, I talk about my yeah. practice plan. Get put a practice plan together. Know what you're doing over the course of your practice. Um, but also, too, the biggest thing is caring. You need to be mm-hmm. committed, and you need to show your players that you care about the team. It's honestly, at the end of the day, you may know all the systems. You may know a lot about hockey. Your players won't care if they don't think you care about them. Mm -hmm. Um, So the biggest thing is connecting with your players, showing them that you care about the overall team and the development. And I think things will follow um, in place after that. So, again, be prepared and honestly just have fun with it. Um, Do you have any advice for parents? Uh, for youth parents uh, in particular? Um, For youth parents, at our level, usually, I've only been at the collegiate level, um, and we kind of work with just our players. But, again, it's I always say it's kind of like driving. At the end of the day, you need to let your kids kind of be in the driver's seat. Um, The parents can play a supporting role. They can be in the encouragers. they shouldn't be the ones doing the talking. Let your kids find their voice. So I always say it's a good time to some life lessons, but um, sport, they can learn some independencies. They can build connections with their teammates. If they're not happy about ice time, let the players have that conversation too um, with their coaches. So again, parents are a big role, but it's more of a cheerleader and support system rather than playing agent or trying to do the talking. 
Awesome. That's that's really good advice. Uh, last last question we have for you is: Do you have any advice for college uh, or for uh, players that want to play college hockey, youth skaters in particular, that are looking to take their game to either NCAA, ACHA route, club hockey? Um, do you have any advice for them? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is making sure that you're staying dedicated and committed to developing your game. Um, mm-hmm. Skill can get you in. But it's your work ethic, it's your attitude, it's it's how you carry yourself that can really speed up how far you go. Um, so we talk about kind of the whole package of being a hockey player. Skill's just one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are a lot of players that have been passed up that seem like they're great players. But honestly, they need to be good teammates, too. So, again, it's developing the full package. But for me, like, we talk about things that I look for. So I want kids that want to be at the rink. I want kids that will be put in the extra time and they're good in the locker room and um, they're good glue people. Because, again, we talk about the experience, too. So Yeah, character goes a long way with kids. That's something that I don't think a lot of – a lot of people put a, you know really pay attention to, but getting there is only half the battle. Staying there and graduating, that's, that's where it gets tough. Yep, and I mean, too, there have been players, honestly, um, that I, I've passed up on that where I'm like, hey, that, they're a really good hockey player, but I think they could destroy a locker room. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, like, I would rather take a locker room person that has some skill and develop that. Absolutely. Uh, well, thanks for uh, your time today. Do you uh, do you have any any like um, last comments or things like that? Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, all of the presentations that you're doing. Um, <laughs> listen to the one on Friday. Really excited about the one coming up on Wednesday. Um, yeah. And then we'll see how AJ does on Friday. But no, this is awesome. We don't have much to do during this time, so again, yeah. keep us entertained. And for those of you guys that uh, haven't uh, paid attention to what we're doing here on Wednesday, we have Coach Fredrickson, that's Jamie's husband, Chris, on. Uh, he's the head coach of the Marion University ACHA Division II team that uh, recently uh, had a trip last year to Nationals, um, did very well, had a great season this year again. And then on Friday, we have Coach A.J. Aiken from uh, Marion University's women's team. So, St. Norbert. So, sorry, yeah, sorry, St. Norbert uh, team. Um, but Jamie, thanks for coming on and I really do appreciate it. And, uh, if you guys have any other questions, feel free to put them in the comments and, uh, maybe Jamie will take a look at them or uh, you can email me and I can pass them along. So, uh, thanks a lot again and have a good day.